Welcome to episode 142 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about how to with John Wilson briefly. We talk about Oppenheimer again, Beyonce concert, the Righteous Gemstones, <laughs> and <laughs> covering someone's mouth while you jack them up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Possessor, um, Michael Orr and the Blind Side, and then we talk about a show that like you really love if you're into necrophilia. But <laughs> first. So, what you what you been up to uh, these past couple weeks? Yeah, I have a couple movies and I think a couple show. Actually, just want to yeah. But I wanted to start off with a couple of quick things, just kind of like just a couple of pings so I can get to the good stuff. But I watched um, um I rewatched Oppenheimer last night. Okay. Um, I went to see an IMAX again. It leaves by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out of IMAX theaters. So I think. As of this recording right now, I think it's uh, tonight and tomorrow, and that's it. Because then another movie comes in and, and takes its theaters or its uh, screens, um, and <clears throat> still fantastic and still great. Um, uh, this time, I, I found myself really liking or really enjoying the the dialogue. I think it's the best dialogue that Nolan has ever done, and it wouldn't surprise me if he got some sort of like ghostwriting help because this, it's. It's the kind of stuff that he's never really done before. It feels a lot more Aaron Sorkin-y, a lot more punchy, a lot, um, <clears throat> I know, you know, people give Joss Whedon shit on Twitter and stuff, but his his stuff always has a very sing-songy nature to it um, that, you know, does veer sometimes into the, the cheesy or the corny, like, well, people always make that stupid joke that he writes shit like, he's right behind me, isn't he, kind of shit, but he never yeah. does that, but anyway... But I love the dialogue, and I, I'm excited to I, I'm excited to watch it or to buy the 4K and watch it with subtitles, which I never do on movies. But I'm excited to see like lines that were maybe drowned out by the score, or drowned out by music. Um, so I found myself really liking the dialogue. I thought, you know, like we said when we when we talked about it, the 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 editing and the screenplay are so tight, and it works so well. Um, it's it's amazing to me that you think Nolan is the type of person that would ever drown out <laughs> lines of dialogue with audio. That seems such like a wild day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so out there, so that he would do that. Um, but and the the thing that I noticed much more this time is like little things that um, if you know where the story's going, then things, especially with Robert Downey Jr.'s character click much earlier or you see mirrors of them or things that maybe it's kind of come out of nowhere they don't really come out of nowhere they're perfectly placed there um the scene with um matt damon where they ask him a question about rules like would this guy be admitted today it, yeah. it seems like it, it was happening and i was like wait why does this happen now it's like 20 minutes in i remember it being much later but that's because they do that and then later on they play that scene again but they show what his answer is and it's so good that in the you know when you're watching it the first time you see that first scene, but it never feels like it's leaving something off, right? Right. Um, and so the, the movie's great. Uh, the sound is great. I, I, I would. I, I, this is one of those movies where like I think it was better on the second one, especially because you you remember characters and you remember people who um, names. Where in the first one you might be like, well, who was that guy? Or you know, you you, you yeah. you're like, what was that? Like, wait, so he's. The there were definitely who... a few times where you're like trying to. I'm trying to remember like which doctor is which person. Yeah, and I get. I was like, they were like so and so, and I was like, who the mm -hmm. fuck is that? And then it was like the student that ended up involved in the, um, you know, the the yeah. thing like the the problematic uh thing there, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh okay, that's who that is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was much easier to follow now that I knew um, 
sort of what it was going to, and also it was much nicer to watch it now after, because I watched it opening night, so there wasn't any kind of discourse, people hadn't talked about it, there was no discussion around it, so it was nice to watch it after seeing so many articles and tweets about people, about being like, you know, the kind of depiction that they do of Oppenheimer, which I think in the back half is a little sort of soft pedally, but I think the movie does a great job of showing him as this supremely cowardly indecisive man this man who and and um there was a tweet that was like anytime that they ask him his opinion or his stance on anything anything or they ask him to stand up for him anytime he like cowers or just deflects or just straight up gives a non-answer and so i was looking for that in the movie and it was amazing it's like every time um matt damon comes in and yells at uh, a doctor that goes with him to i think chicago and he comes in, he's like, why did you go to Chicago? What the fuck? You're not supposed to do that. And the guy goes, John or Robert, you, you got to help me out here? Like, this guy's yelling at me. And he just goes, well, you know, we did say that we shouldn't have done that or something like that. <laughs> right. And I was like, wow. Like, I, it, stuff that I, I mean, I, I sort of picked up on when I first watched it because somebody would ask him something. And I'd be like, well, of course he's going to say this or that. But then he didn't. Right. And I just want to be like, all right, whatever. But this time it was so apparent that it is an intentional thing throughout the whole movie to give him pretty much kind of no backbone. Yeah. What's, um, what's funny is I, so, hmm. all right. So I didn't get that in my first watch, right? Like my first watch, every time something like that happened, it was like, to me, it was more of like a, he's not sure how to tread this topic. So he's just going to try and, you know what I mean? Like just kind of slide out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like when he's like, well, he's yelling at me and he's like, he's like, well, you know what I mean? Like those were yeah. the rules. I don't know. Um, hit the fucking Tardy Romo. I, I don't know, Jim. Um, but you saying that, that he's portrayed as like a cowardly person. I was like, I didn't get that. And then I immediately thought like, oh yeah, no, that was totally on purpose because there's the whole fucking moment where his wife's like, hey, can you fucking stand up for yourself or are you just going to sit here and quit being a bitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you look at this? Right? And then they show him the pictures of the, they're like, here's the devastation. And, and, and there, I remember there, there's the, they mentioned in the tweets, they're like, there's a shot where they, they're showing slides of the devastation in Japan and he literally looks away and I was like, I don't, did that happen? Like, I, I, I was like, I yeah. don't. I do remember I that. Quite remember that, and he literally does it. He doesn't. He looks away, and he does, he, the, the camera lingers for a long time at to show that it wasn't just like a oh they show and he goes ah, and then he like looks away. You know, there's that uh, gif of of uh, Nicholas Cage, and he's like, you know what I'm talking about? He goes oh oh, he's like looking at something, and he's like. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. it's not like that. He just looks away, but the camera stays on his face for like ten seconds, showing that he like you know he he just can't look at it. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah. Oppenheimer. So great. Uh. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's it's excellent. Um. But yeah. That that was just a quick Oppenheimer round two. Um. You know before uh left theaters and my um my other quick one is so I mentioned last episode about how to with John Wilson coming back for its third and final season. And I wasn't, I said I wasn't going to talk about it because I was like, I'll just wait for the season to go on. But I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to talk about it every time until the season ends because episode three just aired. We just, I just watched it with Sydney and this man is, I don't know how he does it. He's just like firing on all cylinders with every episode. It all comes together so, so well. Um, I think if he somehow nails the last five episodes and the finale, I just don't see how this doesn't end up being the best show i watch this year like surpassing barry or succession like it's every single i i i was telling my friend kelly i was like i don't know how he does it where like every episode is a 10 out of 10 every time i'm watching it i'm like this one doesn't make sense um and it's kind of hard to explain sort of what makes them great you have to watch them but i don't i really don't think there is a better show on tv showing like just general like humanity um just like general just like the just just if you like a, a like a peek into what people really are mm-hmm. you know not like succession not like these shows that are like about the super rich it's just like what the average joe is or the average person is into or like what they're like i think this is that kind of show um but yeah so at the time of this recording there's only been three episodes i think next you know i think there's one every friday and i think by the time that you listen to this, there'll be a few more. But yeah, I think I'll do a big summary one at the end and I'll keep mentioning it until it ends just because it truly is 
probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. And the last two, well, this season and last season are, are, are much more um, thematically rich than the first one. I think the first one was just very, episodes would just kind of end and then it would just kind of be it. But yeah, season two and three have been really, really great. Um, but uh, yeah, those are two hour, quick things. Hour long episodes? No, no. Uh, 28 minutes, twenty between 28 really? and 30. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they're super short. Um, they, they, they sometimes fly. I mean, they always fly by because it's very documentary-ish. And they, you know, it, it's and there, you know, there are these people who like they say st- it, it, like I always go. Sydney and I turn to each other like three times per episode. Like, how did he find these people? And these people <laughs> with the most bizarre like hobbies and life situations that I'm like, how do you even? Even if like let's say you were like, well, he found them on Craigslist. I'm like, how do you even? Like, what are you searching on Craigslist to to find this kind of kind of person? Like, I I I I don't I don't I I don't want to spoil any because I I, it would take too long to even explain how we got to where he got to these people. But I cannot recommend it enough. It's How to with John Wilson. It's on H or HBO Max. It's on Max, the one to watch for HBO. Um, but uh, yeah, those are the two quick ones, and then I'll I'll get to like some real stuff. But uh, what have you been watching? What have you been getting into? finishing up starting okay so let's see um so uh let's see all right so i guess where i'm gonna go with this is uh i've been watching uh the righteous gemstones i know you've told me uh i believe season three ended kind of recently yeah i just Um, finished it up uh probably like a week ago okay so i would say uh there's a chance that i will catch up on how to with John Wilson based purely on the speed with which I've been getting through this righteous gemstone. <laughs> Once you told me how to was only 28 minutes. I thought it was like an hour. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I could blow through that so fast. Um, so I'm like halfway through season two of righteous gemstones. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, uh, uh, behind the scenes, I asked you to postpone your season three thing. Cause I'd like 100% will have it done by the time, uh, the next episode comes out and I would like yeah. to talk about it together. So, uh, the one thing I will say is that I don't, I don't know what it is about this show that is so hilarious to me. Like it, it's all hilarious, but mm-hmm. like. It's funny, so I was talking to a guy, and maybe it's just because of the speed with which I'm going through it, I don't know, but I was talking to a guy at work that had mentioned watching it, and I was like, show's amazing. He was like, yeah, right? And I was like, I was trying to think of stuff that made me laugh, and like, I couldn't frequently, like, I could not come up with more than like one or two specific things there's no like, like bits right there's no right like, it's not like words. eastbound and down where you're like oh when he's fucking dealing with will ferrell at the car dealership you know what i mean yeah. like, right right yeah it's much it's, more it's, like I know it's just like mean, all right? the dynamics between all the characters all the time right exactly um, like it's not like wow when she said you know fuck you jesse like it's just the way that you know Edie patterson says it and you're like wow that's such great i do think in season one there is one specific scene that I think you can always point back to, and I always look back to as being like this scene. I don't know a how she filmed it without cracking because it's a, it's a long take. It's the scene at the Olive Garden where, um, what's her name? Uh, the sister, oh God. Judy. Judy, where Judy's talking to BJ about the professor in college. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> she's like I covered his mouth and jacked him off. And then he kept telling me about his kid afterwards. <laughs> I don't know how she didn't break character because I could, I had to pause it because I could not stop laughing. But she's like, yeah, he's like, you know, that's a nice Patagonia. He's like, yeah, full lightning bolt down my split. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody should have sat in the chair. I mean, it was damp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was like snail trails all over there. Oh, yes. <laughs> snail trails. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that <laughs> killed me i forgot about that and the, out, you know, with one hand and with the other hand i jacked him off my, when, he, the, when he shot and he shot a lot <laughs> <laughs> he started talking about his kids um and then what killed me is when uh she gets like bj comes back near the end of the season he's like and i realized i'm totally different than that professor it's like because i would not have cried after you jacked me off <laughs> And I definitely wouldn't have started talking about my family. 
<laughs> I, I saw uh, him at Harris Teeter a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that's amazing. All right, so I just had a moment in season two uh, that, like, <laughs> I don't. It's here. All right, so man. All right, so we talk about this with two chains, right? Which <laughs> this is a wild fucking uh, bridge here. But like, my favorite thing about two chains is that I feel like he's in on the joke always. Mm-hmm. So like, I had there is a moment in season two that I will say in just a minute. But like, it feels like it's supposed to be a very pivotal, like, kind of emotional moment, I think, um, the way it's played. And, like, it works as that. But, like, I laughed at a thing that they don't play as funny, but I feel like they're in on it, which is that fucking, fucking Kelvin is, like, uh, he's, like, you won't do it. You don't have the balls. And he fucking snaps. The dad snaps his fucking thumbs back. And it immediately goes to the fucking, uh, like, the him in the fucking stretcher holding the two ice packs oh, over yeah. his thumbs. And, like, <laughs> the music is, like, super grim. And, like, it, like, pans to, like, Eli distraught and Calvin Hurt and blah, like, it, but, like, I could not help but laugh out loud. Like, Did he's you like, I'm going to count to three. He's like, he does three and he won't do it. He's like, I knew it. No balls. And then he fucking snaps the thumbs back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah! Like, right when it happens. And then, and then fucking, bro, they're wheeling him in the stretcher and then Keith starts to do the fucking chest pounding thing and all the muscle guys are like, nah. And they just turn around, bro. <laughs> So, so have you finished season two, or are you just like no? That's like episode five, I think. Maybe episode five or six, and that's that. That is literally the last episode I just saw. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Because okay, all right, I was, gonna, so, I was gonna mention the scene, but I didn't want to spoil it. But I think I, 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 I was gonna say I was like I can't believe I've gone this long without mentioning what I think is not only one of the best names in television history, but also one of the best characters. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God, please, please. Tell me that it's three words. <laughs> yes. Is it Uncle Baby Billy? Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> I love it so much, bro. Uncle Baby Billy is fucking incredible. <laughs> dude, there's one. I, I'm not, it's, it's not a spoiler because season three is amazing, but I do. I, I need to mention it, dude. There's a scene in season three, early, early on, like right at the beginning, where the, the siblings like sort of brush him off. And he's like, you ain't seen the last of me. And Danny McBride goes... I mean, yeah, you're a fucking uncle. Of course we're going to see you again. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so I remember you were sending me all the Oppenheimer things, and I hadn't seen Righteous Gemstones yet, but then the scene pops up. I think it's season four where he's like, go on, nerd. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Oh, dude, his boy. And then him and, and his. Oh, you want to suck an old man's dick? Yeah, <laughs> you want to suck. Him and oh, Tiffany. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh-huh. He's like, we're going to get their teeth fixed. Um, <laughs> Come, out here. Here. Come on, get out here. Get out here. Get out here. Oh, the, God, so God, and then the. <laughs> all right, two other things that I can think of. One of them is Uncle Baby Billy, one's not. Um, like, the episode. Again, emotional. Pivot point, kind of, but like playing, like knowing it's a joke. It's fucking him abandoning Harmon at the mall. He's like, okay. I want you to know, I'm always gonna love you. I'm, I'm your dad. And he's like, and nobody can do it better. He's like, I'm the real deal. And he pulls. He's like, just like these genuine Oakleys. <laughs> he gives him the fucking Oakley shit. <laughs> he's like, I'm the genuine article, just like these Oakleys. No, nobody. <laughs> can take the place of these um so he puts those on and fucking pieces out which is awful um but then the other thing it's not uncle baby billy related but only tangentially (laughs) but when john goodwin throws the fucking um toy that was on uncle baby billy's dash and it fucking shatters against the wall and they're like "Ooh!" he's like what they're like you just threw jesus and he's like Nah, that was a karate man. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. they're like no, that was Jesus. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. And I don't think I don't think anybody in, on television, I mean, I think it's undisputed. And it's been undisputed for like the last, at this point, 10 to 15 years. There is not a single human, actor or otherwise, 
who does a better line reading than Danny McBride. Like I think <laughs> his, his him shooting at that car and then turning to his wife and being like, "Oh, this is just some guys I do car pranks with." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like, what the fuck's going on? It's like, it's just some guys I do car pranks with. Uh, and then he doubles down on it later. He's like, no, I told you, it's just car pranks. Um, I don't think, and I, I'm, I think season one and two have done flashback episodes, right? I, with them as kids? Or maybe just season two? I don't, two. season two, fuck, I don't know. Uh, season one definitely did. Because it's the, uh, actually, fuck, I don't know. I think it's season one did. Jesse Jesse gets drunk and like because when they talk about Kelvin being born, oh yeah, he's like freaking out. It might um, be the same little actor, but the kid who plays Jesse is like identical. Like I don't know how they right. find this kid who does the exact same like voices and stuff. He, I, I I can't even replicate it myself. He's like, get out, you know, Judy. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he yeah. says it just like McBride is insane. Uh, God. Yeah, it. Danny, you're right. Danny McBride does like those random one lines. Like it's just his delivery always. Because like I can think of uh, Hot Rod. Like he, he fucking uh, Andy Samberg hits that guy, and the guy like come like hits the guy's van, and the guy comes out. He's like, "What the fuck?" And like immediately, he fucking Danny McBride comes out from behind him with a trash can. It just like hits him over the head. He's like, ah! He's like, I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. I'm fucking amped. He's <laughs> like, okay. Uh, oh god. Uh, I'm trying to find, and I love that they always, um, he references like just like bizarre, like movies and stuff. Like it's basically the same thing Eastbound and Down did, where he was like, man, this is just like that movie. This and it's like a like just like a indie movie or something. Uh-huh. I can't fucking remember what one of them was. Where he's always like, get out of here, you're not the fucking Terminator or something. I don't know, I can't remember. But it was just like little lines like that that always cracked me up. Because I'm like, what? Yeah. The idea of uh, Jesse Gemstone watching them is just <laughs> so dumb. Oh, God. Uh, so the show's great. It, there's not, it's funny that I've come up with these moments now that we're talking about it. But like, it, it's, like I said, I think it's really just the dynamics between all the characters. Because... Like, it, when I was asked the first time, I was like, I can't really, like, think of any one thing. Um, <laughs> when he has the meeting with the fucking guys and he shows the tape. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's like, I'm just absolving myself. Let's just keep the, keep on the right page here. This is so that I'm better off. Um <laughs> He's like, at least I'm not fucking the prostitute like Chad. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, anyways, uh, Righteous Gemstones, like halfway through season two, very, very solid. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I love it. I love season three. I think, I, I, I think season two. I like season two better than one. I think it's more well rounded, and I think three is just as good as as two. I think I saw some people mention. Um, that they liked three better, but I, I didn't quite see that big jump like they did. But still, it's like, it's kind of like we've talked about here about many things where them being just pretty, really good is better than most TV or most movies. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, Rise of Gemstones season two. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention just because you talked about it and I'll forget if I don't say anything. Um, you mentioned Succession. It's like super unrelated. And I might have already said this once, but I had it pop up again. So, like, someone else in my work was like, he had started Succession and then kind of fallen off. And he saw I was watching Mm -hmm. it. He's like, "Ah, you know, I need to finish that. And so he finished it. And he told me, he told me the same thing another thing, uh, told me the same thing another guy told me. And I just, I like, both times people told me this, I've been, like, dumbfounded. Which is that they're like, yeah, I didn't like the ending. And, like, that's okay i mean like i thought the ending was incredible but okay Mm -hmm. but the reason that both of them told me they didn't like it is because they're like yeah like nothing really happens and i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) like (laughs) like i it's weird that like i feel like they can't look past like the concrete material ending you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they're all like, yeah. Like, the matter of fact. Yeah, they're right. like, oh, so they sold it and they made a bunch of money. Like, you know, whatever. You right, know, right. Roy, uh, 
Like Logan's the surface not, level stuff. Yeah, like they're the like, Logan's like, not going to run the dad's company, but he still has tons of money. And I'm like, yeah, but you, like, why does it... How did you watch this whole show and not realize that this is like a wildly emotionally life-ending type, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. thing for him? You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, just nothing really happened. I'm like, I just do not get that one fucking bit. <laughs> no, it's a very much like... I don't know, like, very, like, surface level, just, like, reading, like, just, like, like, yes, that's what, it, like, right, it's like reading the plot on Wikipedia, you just read it, and it happens, right? Right. But there's, like, you know, you have to look under it, you have to see, like, what... But, like, this thing. isn't even that deep, because that's, like, it's a whole thing, like, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't, like, I'm doing deep fucking readings of, like... Right, right, it's kind yeah, of it's like, like reading a story, you're not getting, like, it's like reading the story, but not even picking up, like the the theme right like the, right. the meaning right it's just like like spider-man you know sacrificing his personal life to be a hero it's like oh so he gets to be a hero and could do cool stuff it's like well yes but it's there's <laughs> right exactly sacrifices a part of his humanity and it's like oh well doesn't he see his girlfriend on his downtime it's like well well yes but that's not <laughs> the point right like right it's like just very surface level like check in the clock check out you know Sound and fury kind of thing. Yeah, I just I, like both times I've been so confused. Like, yeah, nothing really happens. I'm like, ah, man, we watched the same show somehow. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. All right, but yeah, sorry, that was kind of off topic. But you mentioned Succession, and I like mm-hmm. I thought of mentioning that point at some at some point earlier and forgotten. But yeah, so anyways, all right. What's the next? What's the next thing you got going on here? Yeah, yeah, so I got uh, the two quick ones. Well, I'll do the... Uh, well, I'll just go to one that isn't quite a movie, isn't quite a show, but it's a concert. Um, we went to see uh, Beyonce last week in Charlotte at the Bank of America Stadium. So it's a... You know, she's doing her stadium tour around the country, pretty much following Taylor Swift around. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. She... Uh, great. She sounds great live, like in person. And it's kind of amazing because I've been to a few concerts and sometimes... They do sing, but they always have like a sort of like a support track where it's right. like them singing the song. But she was just straight up just her, just the instrumental. Um, the production was great. Um, getting there, like it's just part of you know, it's just part of going to one of these like gigantic stadium tours. But just there's just so many people getting there and getting out. It's just such a hassle. But you know, it is I what it imagine. is. But yeah, but the show was awesome. It was really great. Um, if you're listening to this and you have a chance to go, like if somebody offers or check StubHub, I heard a bunch of stories of people literally checking just before like showtime or like that day and finding some pretty good tickets. Um, I don't know how I don't, I know definitely it's not happening with Taylor Swift, but I know that, you know, they checked StubHub or SeatGeek or any of those resale ones. Um, and they found um, pretty cheap ones. I, I know a friend who had like nosebleeds and she checked with her friend, like just day of and found some for like 200 bucks each, like lower level, like on the ground. And so, I mean, she did it and so she double spent, but it's like one of those, like, I mean, if it's there and it's Beyonce, you know, might as well. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the concert was great. Um, I was telling a friend, it was kind of annoying because, so I don't like to look at the set list before a concert because I like to be surprised. I don't like to know what's next because then if I know me, the way I would do it is that if I know what the order is, I I, usually can remember it pretty well but then if i have like three songs left, if I'm, I'm like oh there's three songs left and then the concert's gonna be over instead of enjoying the concert right yeah um and so i don't look but then i know i had the set list but like scrambled so i knew what songs were gonna be there i just didn't know what order and so one of my favorite ones was there and i was like yeah she's gonna do it she hasn't done it you know it's an old song and so she did like just like as a part of a medley, a melody, uh, medley. So she we literally would go like one, two, three, four, five, six. Anyway, back to the other song. And I was like, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's, <laughs> what the fuck, man? And I went with my friend Andy and he was like, I know. Cause he, that, we both really liked that one song. And he's like, she just did like a little like, da, 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 da. and then back to the other song. And I was like, Oh my God. I, I literally turned to sit. I was like, she was next to me. I was like, that's it. That, that, that's the extent of she's going to do a blow. What the hell is going on? <laughs> um, but other than that, it was a great show. She, she, she does a, a great job. Um, and then I also watched uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie um, subtitled Mutant Mayhem. Um, do you like the Ninja Turtles? Like, are you a fan? Like, do you, do you, would you I consider don't... somebody to like, follow them? I think they're cool. I, I don't have anything against them. It's not like I follow them. I remember 
God, I remember watching, I couldn't tell you, but there's definitely a movie that I have seen um, with them, like, live action. animated or live action? Live action. Yeah, they did two in the 90s. Yeah, there's definitely one. I'm one not, actually, them. I might have seen one. I might have seen both of them, but I don't know for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. well, Ninja Turtles. I did one. I watched one called Secret of the Ooze. That's the one I, I watched as a kid. But I, I didn't. I, I, I'm kind of like you. Like I've never liked them. Like I've never kind of like the way that somebody's a, a Sonic fan. I know people love Sonic and they're huge Sonic fans. But I'm just kind of like, well, you know, he runs fast. He gets, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they, right. they, they're fans of it. And I would never consider myself a, a fan of of Ninja Turtles or Sonic. Just like it's just like a thing that happens in pop culture that I just know of. Yeah, and I don't like. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Like they're a thing that I know of. I guess the argument would be, like, the reason I might say I'm a fan is because I ultimately think the idea is cool. Like, it's not, like, I'm not seeking out the info, but, like, I'm usually, like, a little interested, right? Like, I hear something, I'm like, hmm, okay. Like, and I may not watch, but, like, it's it moves the needle... Let's put it this way. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles moves the needle for me more than Sonic. Um, which is to say, like, I'm cool with Sonic, but, like, this is more like a, I would want to check it out, I think. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, definitely agree, and I think I recommend it. I think this one is the best version of these characters that I've ever seen, and then I just don't know how you could do a better, like, a movie, live action, or whatever of them. It's fantastic. I think it's really, really good. I had a blast with it. I went to see it with my family last Saturday. Um, I think right off the bat, I think in terms of just like the stories, I don't want to say simple, but I think it's it's it does what it needs to. It's an origin story, but it's it it doesn't feel like one. It, it knocks it out of the way, and it and I think it adds like these really like. Like, it actually, like, they're teenagers. Like, they're actually teens, right? So they talk like teens. Mm-hmm. They talk like high school teens. Like, they want to be, like, freshmen or sophomores in high school. So they make, like, references, and they talk like teens, and, and, and they don't feel, I don't know, they feel completely different than what I've been, you know, been exposed to in the past. Um, it's very funny, and I think the animation style, people, uh, I saw people on Twitter saying that, oh, you know, they're just ripping off into the Spider-Verse, or, you know, the Spider-Verse movies. And I think... I think this movie would not exist without that movie, but I don't think it's the same look at all. Like the, this is much more has much more in common with something like Rick and Morty art style than Spider Verse. But I don't think anybody would have greenlit this without Spider Verse existing, right? Um, and performing well. You know yeah, I mean? exactly, exactly. And I think I mean these. I mean, I mean it's it's not. As good as those, but it gets close, and it's a lot closer than people think. I think it's really, really good. I think um, the um, the action is great. Like their fight scenes, you can see everything in their night. They're fun and kinetic, but they, you know, they're they're not violent. Like they're not overly violent, so you can take your kids to it. It's definitely, definitely a, fa- a family movie. I think you know how you were talking about going to see the Mario movie, right? And that's a kids movie. This is more mm-hmm. of a family movie. Like this, like okay. this, they make some jokes that you know aren't crude, but they would definitely go over a kid's head. But that you would appreciate as in, I know that I did. Um, I was dying laughing, and, and me and my sister were, and, and our, my niece, her daughter, was just kind of like, "Oh, cool!" Like she would laugh at the, the easy jokes, but that kind of yeah. the other stuff that I would be dying at. Um, I it's an hour and a half, flies okay. by. I think I definitely want to see it again. I think if you have a chance to see it with your kids, you definitely should either at home or in theaters. Um, I think it's, it's like, it was such a nice surprise to go see it. Cause um, I was in town, like in Ashborough visiting my family. And I told my sister, I was like, we should go see it. You know, this summer there haven't been that many animated movies. It was elemental. And then there was this. Mm -hmm. And, so I was like, let's go, you know, take Addie to it. You know, kids love going to the movies. There haven't been that many. There probably isn't another animated movie for kids until November. Disney has one. So that was like four or five okay. months. You know, they're, they're kind of starved for content. So I was like, yeah, it should be fun. You know, it looks bright colors. Seth Rogen co-wrote it. Why not? Right. But it was such a great surprise. It, I had an absolute blast. And I actually told, I came back home because Sydney didn't come with me. But I was like, Sid. We gotta go again. Like we gotta find a, a <laughs> chance to go see it. Like even if it's just you and me, like we gotta go because it's really, really great. 
That's awesome. Um, I did do a tiny bit of research and realized that the first movie from 1990 is the one I watched. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I recognize it because, uh, hold on, the fucking, the, Casey, uh, I, I remember him and that actor playing him with the hockey mask. Um, oh, okay. I remember that specifically. So, that's the one I watched. Um, but yeah, I, I'll definitely, I'm definitely thinking about checking it out then, especially if you, you know, if you're giving it like an actual, like, this is actually a good movie and not like, you know, just like it's a cash in kind of movie that's not no, terrible. It's, it, it's legit. I think you'll have a good time. I think it's legitimately great. I think, um, the, um, we were talking about, oh, you know how, when I watched Elemental, right? And I said, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's animated, but I really don't think kids are going to want to see this. Like it's, it's very much like a story that's very thematically rich, but it's, it's, I'm trying to think. <sighs> It's like an adult. It's like a like a Studio Ghibli movie. It's like an adult movie that just mm-hmm. happens to be about these cartoon characters. And yeah, it has like a couple of jokes here and there, but it's really doesn't feel like a, like a family movie or a kids movie at all. And I feel like this is much more in between Mario and Elemental. This is like you could take kids and they'll have a great time, or you could you yourself could go and have a great time too. Awesome. Uh, I'll I'll uh, either. Hmm. All right, so the thing is that like this, not this weekend, because this weekend's packed full of dog shit for me. But the next mm-hmm. one, I'm going on like a little golf trip with my dad, and uh, you know, when we're not golfing, we may you know go see something. And I wonder if this would be something that uh, we'd maybe go see in a theater. I don't know what else is in theaters right now that we haven't already seen. So right. maybe this. No, yeah, I mean, definitely tell me, but you might be like, that? Like, it's Ninja Turtles? Like, like the subtitles, like, Mutant Mayhem? Like, it feels very kiddie, but I think there's so much here that, that I think is um, worthwhile. And I think, and, and it's kind of, it reminded me a lot of, um, they don't, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. It reminded me a lot of that, where it's like, not as not as quite as much, like, high school hijinks and stuff, but it's the same, yeah. same sort of, like, coming-of-age sort of underlying through line thing that I think makes it sort of hard to fuck up. Like we've talked about before about genres that are kind of hard to fuck up. I think coming of age is kind of hard to fuck up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this is a little bit like that just because there's some scenes that you're just like, Oh, like that. It's like high school, like that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think if he's like, that looks like a kid's movie. You're like, why? I don't know. I don't know, Jim. You you should be like, no, it's like a legit, like a legitimately like great movie. Also, it says it has a, like, well, uh, I think it might have said it had a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, if I read that correctly. It's up to, like, I think it's, like, 96. Damn. Let's see here. That might have been the Fandango score, now that I think about it. But either way, I mean, that's pretty pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, and I think we, we, I mentioned it last episode where I was like, we have a pretty good stretch of really good movies, you know? Like, we had, um... Uh, Mission Impossible and Talk to Me and Oppenheimer and Barbie and then now this now um ninety seven percent ninety seven wow it actually went up wow Dead Reckoning right behind with ninety six um <laughs> crazy yeah and then um I forget what else um uh, the one Blue Beetle comes out tomorrow and it's like at eighty two which is like that's pretty good like better than the fucking Flash so it's like a nice little stretch of really good movies that have been coming out damn I didn't realize it went up to ninety seven yeah dude it's I'm excited to see it again I think it, oh, and also I think the movie does a really great job of giving them each a different personality all right I, I know that yeah as opposed happen. to all just being like. Uh, not, not that this makes sense, but like, not just all surfer dudes. Like, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It was the all, the like, old ones were like, they were all surfer dudes, except for Raphael. He was just mad. Like, he was just mad. Yeah, exactly. He was just mad. He was like a big, like the big, uh, like hulking guy. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just mad. I'm, Raphael. I'm like, okay, but the rest of the, that's what people go with. Like, oh, you know, the purple one is this guy and the green one is that one. And the blue one is Leonardo. I'm like, how do you remember this? They're all the fucking same. But yeah. this one does a really good job of each one is different and each one and also their design is different they have the, okay. each one of them is like a different shade of green but then also they have like a each one has a different look to um to them which is really really cool and and um really um 
really helps distinguish them. And it's and it looks great and voice acting's great. Um and the reason I want to see it again also is that like I said, they're like teenagers, and so it's like four kids, and there are these scenes where like the four of them are hanging out and they're all like talking over each other, and it feels very natural. Like they'll like I can't do it because it's just me, but they'll be like one of them will say something and the other one will say something like under it, and then he'll say something over it. So it's kind of hard to it's I don't mean that to say that it's like annoying or hard to keep up but they say like little funny things that I would love to go back and, and hear what they said because you can tell that each of them was like each line was very carefully crafted it wasn't just gibberish just a right know, well they have to be talking because they're teens it's like no they have to be talking but they're also saying something right you know, um like worthwhile yeah I can see that so I'll definitely that's definitely gonna be on my radar at the very least yeah, oh, it's funny. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes and they have the rating. You know, it says PG, yeah. and they but then they describe what it's PG for, and so it's like you know sequences of violence in action, uh, language, and then the last one is impolite material. Oh, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boo! It's like oh it, man, PG. Sorry. It, <laughs> it reminds me of um the the um the the description for um Twister. Remember the Twister movie? Yeah, yeah, the one with um Bill Paxton. That movie's rated PG PG thirteen for quote really bad weather. Oh man, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Uh why would you? Why would you even label it that way? <laughs> okay. All right. So, but that's uh that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Uh, I, what'd you give it out of five? Um, I give it a four, but it's probably like, uh, uh, like, I'm te- like if I were to see it again and I really enjoyed it, it probably teeters on like a four and a half. Like, okay. um, yeah, I, I, and I feel bad. It wouldn't feel bad, but it's like, oh damn, another four and a half. But I'm like, I feel like we have been blessed with animated movies in the last year that have been excellent. Like, um, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, Pinocchio, um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Elemental, um, mm-hmm. And now this one, just like, oh, uh, Jesus, Across the Spider-Verse, you know, just like... I still haven't seen that. I need to. Yeah, that, yeah. I would say probably if, yeah, if, well, yeah, I, I think if, you, if you're going to, if it's still in theaters when you go with your dad, I think that one's probably worthwhile, more like more worthwhile. I mean, they're both worthwhile, but I think that one's much more like you have to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, if if that one's not playing anymore, I think this one is like the best movie okay. that you can see. Especially, like you said, you've already seen um, Oppenheimer, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Um, just a horror movie called Possessor. Um, it was actually like it, it was it was okay. It was, you know, like it's very low budget, so it doesn't have like a lot of story. But it's actually a pretty good premise, which is these people will kidnap somebody and then they'll implant like a chip in their brain and then they'll do like a uh, like Avatar, but like from a remote location to like t- take over somebody's body. And then they okay. use those people to either murder somebody or like frame people to like they, like corporate espionage espionage kind of shit. Like the, like okay. this guy takes over this like early on they take over this lady who has to kill like a gangster or like a mob boss. So she like takes over this lady's body and goes in and then like kills him. But it, you know most movies that would be it. But this one does it more like. What would it be if that actually happened? Well, you know, you would lose, you would begin to lose your own sense of who you are. Or, like, what would it be like? What would it do to your memories? What would it do to how you talk? And very, like, um, right. like, like, nitty gritty, like, not just like, oh, isn't that cool? It's like, no, what would that actually genuinely need to be like for it to happen? Right. Um, okay. But uh, it was a good time. It was, you know, gory, a, a nice thriller. And, um, yeah, that's a uh, possessor. So uh, that's a that is a cool concept. Uh, when you told told me the name Possessor, I immediately it didn't apply based on the concept you told me. But I immediately was like, "This is gonna fuck up Ever's like uh, his horror thing where he's like, uh, why would it do this way?' Because I assumed oh, yeah. with Possessor it was gonna be like a demon possessing someone. Like a demon and I was possessing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just possesses like, people at night. Ooh. And it's like, <laughs> what okay. if he's high? What if he's always on a plane during the day? What if he happens to be in Tokyo? Like what you know." <laughs> Um, but no, this one is, it's, it's very like, it, it's sci-fi horror. So it's very cool how, you know, the, 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 she begins to, um, she'll like say something, but then it'll be it'll like sort of, 
it'll sound different in her mind because she has to like make herself human again because every time that she does it, she like loses a piece of herself. It's really cool. Okay. Um, but it's it, it sort of the story. I don't want to say just ends, but it does feel like it doesn't feel as fully fleshed out as it could be. But then you go, well, it's the guy's first movie. It's only an hour and a half. You know, I'm sure he didn't have the budget to do like a, a two and a half hour epic of what it means to do this. So, right. yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that That's something I might also check out. Um, so the only other thing I've got going at the moment, um, mm-hmm. is that I finished season two of Primal. Nice, nice. So, I think, hmm, I don't know. Alright, I think, I think there are things I enjoy about the season more and things I enjoy about the season less than season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot I think the animation is better, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that's done a lot better. And early on, I felt stronger about it. But then as the season ended, like, I enjoyed the beginning of the season much more in terms of that, like, we have that, uh, we have them working together as they go across. But then we also have, like, a split. Um, where they kind of do their own thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, That was all cool to see like some of those dynamics work out. There is the... I don't know what you... Not flashback. Flash forward episode. Uh, with the scientists that are talking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, I guess. Like, I, I get the point. It just... I, like, I don't know that I would have made that point in that way um but like whatever uh well then that's supposed to be charles darwin that's what he was yes yeah Yeah. um yeah i thought so too because i was like especially because it comes when it comes you're just like you only have but a certain number of episodes like you know what i'm saying like i felt like i was like you guys are spending 20 minutes that could be now that yeah and now that you say that like i don't know why i didn't put this together I would have much rather gotten rid of this episode for a complaint I have later. Um, yeah. But yeah, exactly. you're right. Like, you only have so much time. You only have so many fucking, I can't remember what we called them. When we were pencil talking about, like, yeah, pencil miles or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know that it's, I want you to put it with this. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did love that in the beginning of season two, when they're going fucking ham on the village, I'm like, are we the baddies? Like, is this the bad? Are they the bad? Like, are they bad guys? Like, they're destroying this entire town and just eating everybody and like just going like I mean, rightfully so because they imprison they enslave yeah. um, Mira and her people. But still, I was like, Jesus oh, it's like Christ. a fucking red mist over the village. Like, you know what I mean? They're they're going oh yeah, uh huh, yeah. Bro, they're going gorillas. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, that whole yeah, I, that episode's message is fine. I just wouldn't have done it that way. Right, um, right. which is that it's kind of like them saying like, you know, like, like you said at the beginning, like, damn, are we kind of fucked up? And then like that episode's kind of like a, nah, you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, I get it. Um, um, I thought, um, the ending was a little weird. And Cindy and I were talking about the ending where we were saying spoilers. If you don't want to get spoiled for Primal in the next like two minutes, um, skip ahead. The, the fact that he comes, the, she was saying that. It would made it would have made more sense that the night before he faces the fire monster, fire demon, that they would have had sex then, like genuinely, yeah. and then that way when he comes back and he's all burnt, she just dies rather than he comes back and she bangs him even though he's burned. Like, <laughs> right. right. So and then later that's on, a weird choice. Exactly. Um. Because then sitting there, we're like, it's right there. They literally were together the night before. And that's when you do it. You do it then, and then later on she dies, and then you see her pregnant. You're like, oh, no. Right? Yeah. Rather than like, oh, oh, they're not going to bang? Oh, okay. And then later on he comes back all burnt and fucked up, and she, like, kind of rapes him? Like, right? Like, he's not consenting because he can't even talk? And Yeah. I, I kind of... All right. So, like, I guess... All right. So, I guess I get both points here, which is that, like, your way is way more logical and works. The only thing... I like I guess the only message that could be lost in your scenario is that like looking at it again purely as like a survival tactic. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying she doesn't mm-hmm. care for him. That's pretty obvious. But, like, mm-hmm. I could see part of it being that, like, oh, it's literally, like, he's about to go away. He has no kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, survival tactic is we do this right, right now in this moment to try and make this continue, right? I guess that's, like, a... I, I, and that's just off the top of my head real quick. That's the only message I could imagine that you would lose the other way. But yeah, you've yeah, ar- already yeah. also made that message with episode five. Um, the, the flash forward episode. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so the things I did not like about this episode or this season, um, I saw some people complain about the three part episode, the three episode little arc there. I have no problem with that arc. The The one, uh, at the end with the ship or which one? Yeah, the ship. Yep. Oh, so there's three, it's like the Colossus episode or like the Colossus part one, part two, part Mm -hmm. three. Um, so that ship with the queen, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with those. Like, I think they're fine on their own. The only problem I have with them is that the culmination of it uh, seems to basically be nothing. Um, like, you, and it's like, God, it's so weird. It shows that the, I don't know what you would call them, the fucking other primal, like, I like, I don't know spear but not spear you know what i'm talking about the big the big prisoner dude who they oh he fights yes, alongside um, and yeah, does like it Samson like guy yeah the, to like that tribe yeah mm-hmm. to basically stay with his daughter is like the whole reason mm-hmm. you find out that he's doing it the thing that's so weird to me is at the end they show him seeing the fire demon walking across the water and nothing comes of that like it's like oh, it's mm-hmm. weird that you showed me seeing him and he makes like a facial expression like like i can't remember if it's like confused or like holy shit but then like he just doesn't show up yeah <laughs> like it's just right, done. right you would think that that he would either they would either have a scene of the fire demon just fucking laying right you didn't to those guys yeah. or, or or even if you're even if you're going to do like him because he's the focus of this episode and then the fire demon like you wouldn't show him see the fire demon right. you get what i'm saying like you could put the camera uh, the animated camera on him and his daughter see the fire demon in the background zoom in and then cut it but instead you gave us this weird acknowledgement of like oh right. shit there's From a fire point. demon yeah, exactly. and then did nothing with it like yeah or have him show up early and be like spear yeah there's a guy coming yeah that's exactly like it, it, that's why that episode even though we it looks gorgeous and it's very it's a great exercise in tension with that guy chasing the, the prisoner is chasing them around that house it's a great Stand alone, but you're like, you could have given me an episode of those guys running away from the fire monster, fighting him, and then at the end dying, or at the end escaping and going to, you know, like, it, there could have been a whole thing that could have fleshed out what we were actually trying to follow. Like, it's not like I was like, well, this episode's kind of boring, we're not really doing anything. It, it's the opposite. It's like, I know we only have but a certain amount of time. I would much rather spend it with, you know, the people that I'm with. Right. Like you said, and I then- get what they're trying to say, but like, there's no reason you couldn't have done that with the characters that were exactly. already here. With the people that were already with, yeah. And the other thing I have, which is kind of where I was like, it, the time constraint still, is that, like, the... It's weird. So you've given us so much fucking action, right? Like, you've given us so much. But, like, then we're going to have this fire demon that you've been fucking teasing but i mean i guess he hasn't been a fire demon the whole time you've been teasing him but you've been teasing this conflict for i don't know how long like almost since the very beginning of the episode i know they they have like the one encounter but like then it becomes very clear that it's like these this has to come to a head and it comes to a head with spear tackling him and it's like that's that's the most we can do like you you gave me the most aggressive version of like them slaughtering a village as possible, and and mm-hmm. like now that we're having this wild thing that's been coming to a head forever, it's just he tackles them off the cliff. Like that's right. the whole. That's like the extent of it. We've seen in the show them do very inventive and especially in season one, creative ways to get out of stuff, like creative sequences, and it feels like the movie was heading or the show was heading toward like um sort of like the finale of Avatar, you know, with the ships and the fire, you know, and, and um, uh, 
Aang and the fucking fire right, right. guy. And that battle is amazing. Like, that one lives up because you're like, whoa, they actually pulled out all the stops for it. And this one, I feel the exact same way where I was like, especially as it was getting close to the end of the season, I was like, how are they going to give us like an amazing finale? Because I know they can do it because they've done it. They just give us the Colossus episode. And those those episodes were awesome. Great action. You could tell where everything was. How are they going to wrap this up? And then it's like, oh, okay. Like you said, it's like, oh, that's it? Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, nice. Okay, well, that, that seems easy enough. Okay. Yeah, and you told me season three is confirmed and on the way, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, do I... I don't want to say... All right. It's going to be good because they've shown us that they can do it, right? Like, we, we know Tartakovsky can make a show that works and blah, blah, blah. But, like, anybody else or a lesser show at this point, I would be like, I don't really know if I give a shit anymore. Because, like, uh, you're going to tell me that, like, I'm just going to follow these kids? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a kid and a kid dinosaur, and that's cool i guess but like i don't that's not really what i'm here for you know what i mean like yeah like i'm gonna have a whole separate list of things that we're doing now you get what i'm saying like we're they're not going to be as brutal or have any of the same conflicts or emotional baggage to work through as spear and fang do because of their situation like these are relatively new creatures you know what i mean not that they won't have to go through things but like I don't know. You've given us two seasons of, like, really growing to, like, understand these characters through this wildly unconventional way of, like, us literally having no dialogue and just, like, being with them. And then you're like, season three, not them anymore. And I'm like, I, I mean, I guess, okay. Like, <laughs> like, maybe they'll right. do, maybe it'll be, like, more, maybe, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know, but maybe, you know, now that he can do this and it's one of the Emmys, maybe he'll be like, like you said, he'll give us whatever he wants. And even if he wants to take it way out of left field, he can do that. He can maybe do more of those one-off episodes, but maybe they'll be like as good as the season one, like sort of standalone episodes, you know? Right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm giving this guy the benefit of the doubt, but in another situation, I could easily see myself being like, this is fucking dumb. (laughs) Like, I don't give a shit anymore. Um... But, you know, either way, season two, solid. I don't think I like, I think ultimately I would say it's a little worse than season one, in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. of those things. Um, but there's plenty that's worth watching. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I did love that um, there was like an anime, a tweet about an anime where like the first episode is like standalone, the first season standalones and the second one's like serialized. And yeah. I did like that with this one where I, you know, yeah. halfway or like a third way through the season two, I was like, oh, Stan said it's like. It's been the same story. Oh, shit. It's season two. And then by the time we got to the end, it's like, oh, damn. Season two, they were just like, fuck it. We're just going to do like a big long story. And maybe it right. didn't work, but I do appreciate that they did do that instead of like a monster of the week. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's nice to see someone be able to do both successfully. And then you're like, yeah. all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So like we can really do whatever we want going forward. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Primal season two, definitely worth watching. Maybe a little worse than the first. Yeah, I agree. All right, so what's the last thing we were going to talk about here? Yeah, the last thing I wanted to, t- to touch on is just this the the Michael Orr story. Yeah. Um, about you know the the, the guy who played uh, football at Old Miss, and then he played I think for the Ravens and the Panthers, and but his life was the subject of the movie The Blind Side. Have you ever seen it? I have not. Um, I've only seen bits and parts of it, but I sort of get the gist, you know. Yeah. Um, so apparently, what happened this week was that he came out. And he figured out or he found out that these people who told him that they had adopted him as a son, like as their son, like as a part of the family, they never really adopted him. They just did like a conservatory ship, which is kind of what they had Britney Spears under, right. which is kind of like, uh, hey, we'll take care of your finances and stuff. And then you just kind of you're not our son, but you're like not really a part of our family, but we'll call you family. But we're like looking over you. Right. And um, and if all that's true, then it's like the most like evil shit that you know that you can think of it's like it's like they went up to this kid and they're like hi we'd like to you to be our son because you're you know and you're really good at football you should go to our alma mater oh wow oh we we should we're gonna make a movie but then we're gonna keep all the money from the movie that like the residuals and stuff um which is is it's nuts um and it's it's crazy um especially because like like i said i've seen clips in the movie but in the movie they make him seem like he's kind of like forrest gump 
where he's like, I just don't know this football you talk about. How do you do it? And Sandra Bullock's like, here's how you block. You gotta block his blind side. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to, yeah. I mean, if, if this is, if these allegations are true, uh, 100%, that's like, like you said, one of the most like wildly shitty things mm-hmm. that you could do. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, it's such a weird thing to come out like right now. Mm-hmm. It, the timing of it seems weird. Not in that it like, I don't know. It's like sometimes things coincide too closely and you're like, wow, the timing's weird. This one's weird because it's like wildly out of nowhere and just like all of a sudden for no reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, really, yeah. I I think what I saw is that the reason that it came out recently was I think he just found out like this year, maybe last year, he was looking, he had like a lawyer and he was like, yeah, let me just look up. Oh yeah, let me, who are your parents? And he's like, yeah, let me look up my, who my, 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 uh, what is it? Adoptive parent, like, like, you know, the paperwork for that. Mm-hmm. And then he just found out that he was never like fully like paperwork adopted, like to make somebody that his quote, mm-hmm. quote, son under the law, like legal son. It was just like this kind of like fake, like, ooh, like hand wavy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Kind of... so I mean, if that's the case, yeah, that's that's fucking awful. Um, yeah, I put here jokingly, but not okay. true, I don't actually think this is true. Okay, I saw people legitimately saying this, and I was like, that's wild, I didn't think everyone would take this stance, because this seems kind of dumb to me. Okay, it's a no, joke. No, yeah, the, Sandra, people are like, Sandra Bullock needs to return her Oscar, I'm like, wait, what? Why does that even make sense? <laughs> exactly. Like, people win Oscars for terrible things. Like, the Joker has won two people Oscars. Like, it doesn't, like, they're not, it's about the performance. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's so ridiculous to think that. I just think, I just was joking. Yeah. But just because it's so funny that th- this thing came out and they, like, I, everybody keeps posting pictures, like, of the blind side, the blind side. And they keep posting pictures of her. And people are like, who's <laughs> pictures of the people who are doing the evil things? Not the <laughs> actors playing the person. Yeah. Um. But it's it's it definitely is one of those performances. If you ever do watch it, it's definitely one of those makeup performances where it's like, well, Sandra, you you've been in Hollywood for forty years, and this performance was no, pretty good. You know, I think it's time, right? Yeah. yeah, here's your Oscar. What is, right, like, God? We talked about Leo getting that one, right? Didn't, yeah, for the Revenant. Before? Yeah, it's like that. The Revenant, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he should have yeah. won it for like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right, or right. The Departed, or Aviator. They gave it to him for, you know, <sighs> grunting and slobbering all over himself for two and a half hours. Um, and I do like that movie. It's a very pretty movie. But it is very like, we're going to cut you. Like, all right, Leo. Okay. All right. Get out the mud, man. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't think she needs to get back her Oscar. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I am interested, I would I would be interested to see, like, a real life, like, documentary, like, in-depth, not a fucking Netflix, like, we spend 30 minutes Googling Wikipedia information. Like, a real, <laughs> like, somebody takes, like, two years, in, looks yeah. into Does some interviews. Of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talks to, like, the random people in Ole Miss that, like, you know what I mean? Like, all, exactly. all of that like, shit. Yeah, because apparently they're franchise owners, like of restaurants, of Taco Bells and McDonald's and shit. And I was like, I interview their old employees. Like, like what were they like? You know, um, I would love um, to see, you know, to, to see like a real documentary. Call it right. Blindsided or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blindsided. Terrible, bro. That's okay. hey, that's the Netflix version for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the shitty. Like yeah, the yeah. Like that's where there was like a Johnny Manziel one recently, and that's what everybody was saying. They were like, "Oh, like it was just like a couple of scenes about him being like, well, you know, I was all fucked up before the draft." But that was kind of like it. There wasn't any sort of deeper like, "What are you a product of?" Kind of like you know, right? Like, you know, it's like very like um, you know, just, just restating like a, facts. Exactly. Even, like, and right. like even if they're facts that we didn't already know, like we this didn't need to be a movie for us to know this. You could this this could have been a report. Um, right. as opposed to a whole, uh, yeah, when it was like, what did they, like, they used to do, like, in the, in, like, ESPN, and they would have, like, Bob Lee would do, like, a super long morning yeah. show, they would do, like, 15 minutes on a thing, like, that's all it needed to be, right? Like, the, it used to be, like, uh, God, well, was it, 
was it the it was something the reporters or something like that? The reporters, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like right. Like I don't want the reporters at the blind side. Like I don't just give me like an in depth, like I want to sit down and be like, wow. Right. And not no like fucking like three parts. Just give me two hours and ten minutes. Like that's all. Like just keep it simple. Like um they did the I don't want the OJ made in America of this. I just want a simple one. <laughs> Although that one is fucking amazing. That is like is the it? best documentary I've ever seen. Yes. It's seven hours. I think Ooh. I think it's five parts, seven hours, or maybe it's seven parts, five hours. I forget which one it is. And it just goes in depth on everything about what O.J. Simpson was, what he meant, where he came from, what he came from, like, like a real deal, like, this is, like, everything you need to know about this man in, in his time. Kind of like The Last Dance, although a little bit deeper, right. even better than that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel bad for for Michael Lohr. You know, hopefully he's doing well. I, I think he has, like, his own family now. He's married. He has kids and stuff. So hopefully he, you know, he can get some of that. You know, residual money from the movie back because it was a pretty big hit. I think it made yeah. like, I think like two hundred million here in the U.S. and then like four hundred mil everywhere else. Mojo Blindside. Yeah, pretty pretty yeah. Two fifty five here. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, two fifty five. That's like that's like Pixar money. That's like the kind of money that like Monsters Inc. makes. Like that, like yeah. Yeah, for for a um, uh, fucking not documentary, you know, just like a dramatized version of an actual NFL player. You know, that, yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, but all right, man. So that uh, that's the episode for this uh, this week. If you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and I'm at Evercastro ninety two on Instagram. If you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at Dip Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter or email us, dipperanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace.